Just chilling, huh? Chilling like Bob Dylan. Episode two or part two or section two or quadrivium two. Oriental Oriental Wizard Blizzard. I'll just start this little section with a tiny little bit of the best poetry ever written by human fingers and writing implements. Look alive, twist and turns, channeling like a grommet, second-hand vomit. Look at me go, a real champion wreck. There's no way out of an incoming hex. Two falling choppers out of the darkness. Laugh your guts up as they killed Mac Harkness. Chill another body under the village, mounting pressures build before corpse spillage. That was written by the 23rd century monk Basho. So the mini Kuwait of the Pacific stand started its descent into hell. Not my fault. I go on record as saying not my fault. It's their fault they allowed an external white bloated leprechaun come and run the show. It's their fat island men and the shifty Russians in their billion dollar shop which made it all come down. Not my fault. I just want to repeat that the 4,000 I received was just some, uh, yeah, just some uh, business venture that, it's, uh, that happened. I don't, I don't know what happened and I can't take any responsibility. Um, this is going on record for later. All right, uh, so the, anyway, the Grey Warriors left a whole bunch of building equipment at the NC or the nocturnal village for the layman. We've started construction on a series of buildings the Russians have also chipped in alongside an array of companies that I don't even understand. We're going for a gorgeous Californian 90s business aesthetic, you see. I wanted it to look like a Wild Palms meets Weekend at Bernie's meets Thrasher Box Collateral. We're making the following wicked joints and gonna make a lot of cash from them. A nightclub called Business Wars. It's a huge classy joint. Floor to ceiling windows, huge podiums and a massive dummies of myself and cold iron. His expensive suits fine. Thomas guns. Which I think here is more suitable than using the more informal Tommy guns. A classy pub restaurant called The Skeg. I really wanted to copy the awesome restaurant which had just popped up in the faecal horseshoe named The Keg. The interior is exactly the same, except there are robots patrolling the dunnies to prevent people crapping on the ceiling. I've also added some artwork featuring Warwick Kappa sleeping underneath a massive garbage truck. Mmm, thoughtful and thought-provoking, art-provoking consciousness-provoking work. Mm. I love it. A relationship centre called Dizzle Art, Drizzle Arts, where you can get professional help from Beatty at the Prism and Jeffrey Sigley in meeting your dream girl. Now this is what I call opportunity. We can pay for wives and they're a dime a dozen in Asia. It's not a front, it's just a straight up win-win for everybody. Except Mr. Taxman, Mr. Chief, Chief Little Dirty, Dirty Bottom, bottom Taxman. Tax 
A park made completely out of semi-mummified animals called Dryzerbone Suitcase. A series of apartments called Yuppies Only. Now my balcony looks out on a recently constructed park in the middle of a huge state-of-the-art open barbecue area. The stage of microphone for impromptu performance and Hitlerian, Hitlerian presentations. A 20-car drive-in cinema called Watch Me. I'm raiding the scuzz buckets. buckets. As, so, look, things were going up faster than you could say hickory, rubbery hiccup, and it was time to do something mega powerful. The Relationship Centre was set up to connect suburban warriors with pretty young women since my trip to Manila. I've been dreaming about having to go, having a long time, about having a long time women like Maria. It's lonely being at the bottom, then the top, then the bottom of the lowest scum, then the top of the Nuru house. But I had enough. We needed to bring some female calm and charm into the nocturnal village. Years ago, I bumped into one of Bob Beatty's mates, Wobbly Pet, who'd successfully married a lovely Filipina girl and settled down in Tongala. I wanted to sort it out, so I got a plan in action. Bob Beatty would speak to his mate, and Fuzzinator would be the project manager. Nothing could go wrong, ever, in my whole long life. life. So a few months went by, before we were yuppie warriors, uh, when Fuzzburn promised there was a group of Filipino wives coming over. We set up some tents in the village, some rooms at the Marunda Motel, and the kitchen where they could make us fried rice and stuff. Eventually they came out. Everything about the women that was, Fuzzburn not, did not order Filipino wives, but Filipino knives. knives. I flew into a blood-curdling heli fist chopper and started punching the nincompoop into, groin, into the groin. And I got about 15 punches in until he went black and started smoking like Bugs Bugger comic. The one where you see yourself t taking time out from sending mail to yourself filled with passports to the Bronx. Only this time we weren't going to make the same mistake again and again and again and again. Project to Hidden Woman Protector. We'd advertised for 10 lovely Filipino wives and he didn't fail to disappoint. The day arrived and he'd sent a limo to Essendon International Airport to pick them up. We all dressed in our best suits, standing proudly out the front of the nocturnal village with flowers. Also put my sunglasses on and slicked my hair right back from front to tail even more than Bruce Willis in Ball Street, the movie where he goes from rags to riches. It was a hot day, quite boiling hot, and I started to sweat. 
waiting for the limo full of babes. Uh, I started dripping. The one that was, well, there was a false alarm for a minute because the limo did go past, but it was full of babies, not babes. Not babes. Stacked from floor to ceiling, wall to wall, that limo was with babies crying and pooping their uh, disposable bamboo diapers. I started dripping grease down my eyes and, uh, you know, I couldn't see. The limo pulled up and my sunglasses started to smudge the hell up. Um, and big time, they just smudged right the hell up. So I, I just wiped them and the doors opened and my heart started to race as the dazzling exotic beauty stepped out. I mean, mama mia, they were amazing. I was sweating more this time. Orange fake tan smudging all over, all over my shirt from collar to tip top of the pocket. I tried to speak, but you know when you're nervous and it just all comes out wrong? You know, it's just stuttering like, oh, hi there. Um, yes, it's me. Um, um, dream Dodger. Oh yeah, hello and welcome to hell. I mean, I'm in heaven. You're with me now in hell. I mean heaven. I mean heaven. You are all beautiful girls, and I don't want your money. I mean, I'm funny. I'm, I'm, I'm a wolf. To, I'm, it was at that moment that I drove, uh, I mean, I froze, sorry, in time. Um, I just froze in time. And I flashed back to a time uh, in my sojourn to the Philippines in circa 1986 to see Marcos get creamed and kicked out with his shoe-wielding wench. Now, I don't know if I was dreaming, but I can swear Maria was standing in front of my very eyes from approximately three to four meters away. I said, I said hello there, hello I'm the there. essential, I'm the essential reptile. reptile. And she nodded and said, hi, I'm Rita. And I just roared with laughter and I slowly started walking backwards. It wasn't her, but her hair and face was as beautiful. <laughs> I was more nervous than the time I asked Ernie Sigley not to fart on TV. I just sweated, you know, really heavy grease and smudged all down my fake tan and just, well, I sprinted off in disgust. The other guys, especially Beatty, Cold Iron, Rabbit and Widdishin, shook their tiny hands, hugged them and did not, did punching push-ups against each other, which the woman just giggled at. Fair enough, it was funny. I stood nervously in the background and disgusted at my own lack of power and confidence. All the guys followed them to the barbecues, started cooking with them, helping them with the baggage, having a few canisters of beer, and I stood on the balcony of my yuppie man barbecue in my dressing gown as the sun set and well, so did my hopes of landing a wife, let alone a girlfriend. I was a hopeless mongoloid bastard rat with all the money and fame in the world and no one to love me, no one to share it with, apart from a poor excuse of a rat, my unwanted war husband, Fuzzbird. I retreated into my apartment and into myself putting some cassettes and CDs on my brand new sound system from Brashes. I drank at least three bottles of champagne and snorted Xanax through my eyeballs 
on the same song that Chuck Norris is Invasion USA came on. His, yeah, his monkey-like bearded smile appeared at my mind's eye and said, Reggie, Reggie time to be a real man. All of a sudden, my Canadian brothers Mick and Marty also appeared in my ears this time. I couldn't really understand much over their grunts and get them, raise your glasses girls, couple of horny wolves and now Martin. I heard Martin say, step outside. All of a sudden I spotted something behind the shimmering blue curtains. As the warm night's moon flickered through the window, hot moonshine shone through the hot music waves and I spotted the object. It was the icon which separated men from man and pig from players. It was a saxophone. I picked it up, scooted to the window, and the spirit of jazz men, beatniks, muscle boys, and the hero head from Lost Boys poured through me. Through me. The first note blew off my now muscle-ripped body. My slick back hair flew right back like on a roller coaster. And with an absolute rare moment, the, 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 this is where Percy Honky's interior design of my apartment, the moonlight, the ambience, and an action movie behind me created an amazing scene of a muscly hot beast myself playing sax in the blue light window, translucent curtains shimmering and swaying, my sax playing, creating a scene of onlookers below. Behind me, Gary Bussey firing an Uzi at another Uzi. All of a sudden, the women start running toward the balcony screaming, Gary Bussey, Larry Bruzy, and the Wonder Wombat. They were screaming for autographs as the other nocturnal village losers stood there with beers in their hands, me completely robbing the spot. All of a sudden, I was famous with a capital F. Solomon had exited the building. Gary Bussey had entered. I could keep this going on for years, and I planned to. Now I would take my pick. I was going for super-powered to megastrophic. What a winner, 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 What a moment in human history. Turn the towels to black, mate. There's no going back to live past 100. See you in Skonkton, laters.